Hey guys, what's up? Dan Aki and Nipnots here. It's about to be the VGT podcast. We're back after a little hiatus. The podcast is every other week, usually, but, you know, work's been zany, so I couldn't really do one last week. But if you do want to support this show, let's say you're a guy, right? You're a guy, and you really like Nike shoes. And... You know, you're you're maybe you're a suburban dad. You really like to mow the lawn in your Nikes. And uh you know, your world was rocked this week when Colin Kaepernick was selected as the just do it campaign person. And mentally you're going a little crazy. The wife's being a bitch, the kids complain all the time, the mortgage it's high, the bills are piling up, and now you can't even mow the lawn in your favorite Nikes anymore. Let's say you're that guy. You might need better help. You might need someone to talk to. BetterHelp's an online therapy company. You can text, video chat, or phone chat your therapist, all for about the same rate as regular therapy. So head on over in the link in the description of the podcast. Tryonlinetherapy.com slash nipnops or just click on that joint and get yourself some help get someone to talk to i know it's really hurting you that you can't wear your favorite nikes to mow the lawn anymore or to take your kids to soccer practice and you might hang yourself by your belt in your closet later tonight but i'm here to tell you talk to someone first that's all i'm saying try better help you can also check out those amazon links Below the stream, there's one for the U.S., one for the U.K., one for Canada. Check them out. Buy something pretty on your wish list. And, uh, yeah, you'll help support the podcast. You can also subscribe here on Twitch, twitch.tv, slash nipnops, where the show goes live every Tuesday. But the main thing you could do is rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. James is, like, meditating right now on the other screen. Like, it is it is freaking me out. He's so calm. He's so calm. He looks like he's wearing Nikes and he's just drank the Kool-Aid. And he's about to ride on the Comet over to Xanu or wherever those guys were going. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, rate or review the podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast you, app you listen on. Without further ado, let's get this thing started. Welcome to the VGT Podcast with your host, Dan, a.k.a. Nipnops. Oh shit, son. What is up, guys? We're live here on Twitch, episode 74, the VGT Podcast. James looks very confused on the other end still. <clears throat> live and in full effect from downtown Los Angeles, this... <laughs> Is late night with Dan, aka Nipna. It's not very. It's only late right now if you eat dinner at four p.m. <laughs> with special guest, half a bag of toilet paper. <laughs> Musical guest. 
running out of steam on this bit. Nevertheless, here we are. We are back once a motherfucking gin with incorrect emphasis on words. Emphasis on the syllables. We are here with the emphasis to fight the fascists. (laughs) We wear our Nikes and ride our bikes. Ride our fucking comet. (laughs) The VGT podcast with your host. Dan, a.k.a. Nipma. It me. Also, James. We're back. The Mad Mouth. Yes, indeed. It's September 4th. It's fucking September in 2018. Already. Well, you know what? I I only have one set of instructions for you at this point. What's that? That is, of course, to wake me up when September ends. All right. That's it for the podcast, guys. Thank you for coming out. Remember to like, favorite... Subscribe, <laughs> read and review. No, but uh, yes, it is September fourth. We had uh, we had a bit of an extended hiatus, uh, and we here now. We is and, here. Uh, is this the uh, the first podcast that we've done? It is since, uh, since Pibber P- Pibber excursion. <laughs> <laughs> For those who somehow weren't aware, which seems unlikely, uh, Dan and I. Uh, Spent a magical weekend with uh, Paul and his lovely girlfriend, Lauren. Uh, My explained... girlfriend, not Paul's. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Come I on, bro. How that came across now. <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, I don't know. He was staying in your house. I was not there wow. after hours. I don't know what kind of stuff you guys got into, but uh, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled on wifeswap.com to see if I <laughs> recognize anybody in an upcoming episode. God damn it. But uh, yeah, got to hang out in real life, do some real life stuff, which was pretty real, pretty lifelike. It was. Lots of food. Yes. Lots. Big eats. And lots of food. And all really good food, for the most part. Mm -hmm. No slum meals here. No. Shitty slice of pizza or whatever. No, we had, um, we hit up like six different spots, I think, Mm -hmm. for food, so it, it worked out pretty well. We even went to a place I hadn't been to, so that was cool. Reina's, some delicious tacos. Hell yeah. But uh, if you're you're here with us live, real quick, and you want to ask us a question for the end of the show, exclamation point question, get you put on that that little sheet. But yeah, yeah, it was a great time. I had a good time. Likewise. Pirates game worked out. We had amazing weather for the baseball game. It looked mm-hmm. like it was going to be a garbage fire, but it was uh, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. Besides us experiencing the uh, 45 minutes for a cheesesteak experience at the game with the yeah. slowest man I've ever seen running this cash register. It was mm. it was actually I was actually slightly impressed with how poorly he worked like it was like i was the bar for entry is so low at a uh stadium concessions sales attendant position that uh <laughs> if you got multiple arms and or legs in any combination thereof they'll probably hire you yes correct man it was uh that was the only rough part though the whole thing it's pretty cool otherwise i had a good time um, Yes, absolutely. 
a uh, a very minor inconvenience in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> Other than that, there have been many things that have been happening, many video game newses and things of that nature that we definitely wanted to discuss. One major, major piece in particular. But before we get into that, uh, since we parted ways and I kissed your lips that last time on the on doorstep <laughs> and... I saddled up my horse and slung my six-shooter into the holster and went on back to the war. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I I am reading a book, which is a rare occurrence. And whole my, book? And whole book. Uh, uh, I haven't finished it yet, but um, it's not real long, so I'll finish it soon. Uh, I'm reading Tribe by Sebastian Younger which I really hope that I got his last name right, so I'm literally Googling it right now. Yeah, it is Sebastian Younger. Um, but basically, it is a book about how... A lot of it is basically about how... It, it's written in a documentary style, sort of, where he, he talks a lot about how Native American tribes um, lived mm-hmm. and uh, how that was probably the right way to live and how... The way we live now, we were probably never meant to be this way. Yeah. Uh, and how there's there's a lot of speculation on, like, this is probably the cause for a lot of things like the mass amounts of depression that we hmm. experience as just as yeah. a society. Um, I mean, anytime you take away the primary focus of an organism away from like it's day-to-day survival. Yeah. Uh, you know, your brains are wired for one thing, and that's keeping this meat bag moving. Yeah. And uh, when that becomes easier, uh, everything else starts to uh, really bum us out. Yeah, and it, it basically said how there was no real rules in tribes. So when when we lived oh, in Oh, like Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Where there's, there's no rules. No rules, just right. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, a lot like Outback Steakhouse, actually. Now that you've said it, wow! Yeah, what a I connection mean, to make. Blooming onions know, like for the, everyone. And teepees, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, how they would loyalty was the number one thing because you never, mm. you know, loyalty to the the tribe, um, because that was how you survived. Literally, was being able to trust In everybody the around time, you. The lone wolf dies, but the pack survived. Exactly. And uh, how, like, instances of mental illness in uh, uh, populations like that were almost nil because. Yeah. Usually was... related to, like, a birth defect or anything, some sort <laughs> yeah. of development. And, and suicide as well. Like, suicide is pretty high rates now. And, you know, we've been affected by it, a lot of us, by some uh, a close happening of it recently in, in this community. And, um, the rates are just extremely high, particularly among men, but just high in general. And suicide back in those times, almost non-existent. Uh, they said that sometimes like older people would do it in tribes like that, just because it was like they're becoming a burden on the tribe, like literally a burden, as in we mm-hmm. don't have enough food, so they would just go out in the woods, do what they had to do. But like... <clears throat> um yeah, there's a lot of good points so far. I'm only like a third of the way through the book. Um, but also, I, I believe, just from hearing about this book, that it also goes into how tribalism ends up being 
a bad thing these days in that people try to bandwagon on stuff all the time. And usually that bandwagoning happens around hatred or mm-hmm. around a dislike of something or oh, yeah. around like the female ghostbusters. Like <laughs> it was already perfect. Why make it another one? And then on top of that, why put vaginas in it? Like what's so great about a vagina? I don't know. Or, or like the entire star Wars fandom bullying, uh, the Asian, uh, the Asian actress, like completely oh, yeah, deleted yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. her social media stuff because all these fucking basement dwelling idiots ganged up on her. There was even that campaign, which I've never seen a more idiotic thing in my life for those dudes who were trying to remake the last Jedi. Like, holy shit. Imagine caring about a movie so much to think that it was ruined by a powerful woman even existing in it, even though Princess Leia was like really assertive and powerful in the original. Yeah, but she did it while wearing a bikini. She did do it while wearing a bikini. A oh, so that's when it's acceptable. <laughs> okay, I get it now. I got you. <laughs> I see you your point. Powerful, but the titties got to be out. I mean, there has to be like a compromise. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. lord. Fucking people are the worst. It's basically the internet is the worst. It's bad. All yeah, right. yeah. Um, I mean, modern society was the, the beginning of the end for us. As yeah. soon as we figured out how to make bread, I think everything started. Going <laughs> everything was hell. fucked. As soon as we yeah. had an easy source of carbs, we were, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were, Which we fucked. Now can't even eat. Apparently. No, now we're all gluten intolerant. Even when we're Ooh. not, yeah, nature just keeps coming up with with way <laughs> short of like a meteor strike, but God damn it, not going to get us yet. I've heard that from uh, a few a few people of prominence that what we need is a huge disaster. Yeah, like a reset. Yeah, like just take us down to about like one point five billion across the globe, and yeah, let's let's talk about how quickly we rebuild. <laughs> yeah. How quickly we uh, we figure shit out and some differences get solved pretty fast yeah. as soon as everyone is dead. <laughs> and everyone has to become a farmer again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy shit. We're out there trying to figure out how to start a tractor. <laughs> God damn. Diesel, you got to let it warm up. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for me has been Tribe as far as new stuff. Um no. I've still been watching the shit out of Grand Designs, which we watched when mm. you guys were here. Yeah, yeah, I've turned some people onto that show. That and uh, Dark Tourism. Dark Tourism, those man. Those are uh, a little out there, stuff you wouldn't normally see. Yeah. And, uh, and we were actually, I brought it up today because they were watching a thing on the news about a guy who bought a plot of land that had a crashed plane on it. Uh-huh. And he just decided to make that plane his home. Hmm. So all he did was he ran electrical and water out to it, and uh, he just lives in this passenger jet. What the fuck? That's bizarre. He's a weird old guy. But anywho, uh, I too have been doing a reading. I've been doing some some eye-consuming with uh, the word pages. Uh, (laughs) Mine's not quite as uh, non-fictional as yours, but uh, I've been reading Sins of Empire by uh, Brian McClellan. Uh, pretty cool little fancy novel. Uh, 
It's uh, Gods of Blood and Powder is the name of the trilogy. He's very famous for a book called The Powder Mage. Uh, I don't really know too much about the world because this is the first book in the second trilogy and I've never read the first. So I feel like he's kind of taking it uh, on assumption that you know something about this stuff. I was going to say, can you dive in on a second trilogy? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that I'm not understanding, but I imagine there's a lot of references I'm missing. But uh, basically, if you replace uh, cocaine with gunpowder and uh, a fun high followed by the inability for your penis to work by granting you superhuman reflexes and speed, then you kind of get the idea of what the the magic system is. And otherwise, it's just uh, an interesting book. Uh, About 80% of the way through it, definitely think I'll be purchasing the uh, the rest of it. The previous trilogy. Yeah, just uh, because I like his writing style. he, he's not big on painting a lot of detail into locations or things like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He kind of leaves a lot of, a lot of it up to imagination. But That's good. He, so that like you don't get that in fantasy tends to skew the other way usually. Especially older fantasy. Look, looking at you, Robert Jordan, by the way. George R. R. Martin, who describes every every course of a feast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'll never forget how many bodices I was described in the mm-hmm. Wheel of Time and, and how little I cared. Yeah. <laughs> it was very important you understood every single dress in the wardrobe, <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, with this guy, uh, the, the big selling point to me is he writes characters uh, in terms of their interactions with other people and dialogue really well. None of it is ever like, oh, this person's this way because they're this way. You know, there's always a uh, a motive behind it, things like that. And it's uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's not like it's going to be like Shakespearean level dialogue, but hey, uh, it's it's not boring when they just sit around and shoot the shit right. for the sake of character development. So that's yeah, good. Uh, the only other thing that's been going on with me is. Uh, it is that time of year once again. Please no copyright. Uh, football is coming back. Uh, kicking off the season this upcoming Thursday. First game. Uh, I'm actually torn. Uh, once again, I have taken to the fantasy football circuits. Uh, this year we will be cheering on Cosby's dream team. Oh, Jesus. Uh, as we attempt to <laughs> take the crown. Uh, pretty happy with the way my fantasy draft went. Uh, messed up with quarterback a little bit. Uh, other than that, really, uh, really came out pretty well. So I think we've got a good shot. Uh, and in terms of real life football, uh, fuck John Gruden. Yeah, you were uh, very upset in the sports ball channel and Discord. Yeah, I'm very Discord upset service. in real life. It was a, a very low simmering anger over uh, John Gruden's almost executive decision to trade away arguably one of the best three players in football today uh, rather than resign him to the deal he very much has earned. Well, the Steelers haven't signed Le'Veon Bell yet, so... Nor will they. But uh, well. unlike the uh, Khalil Mack situation, uh, you guys have a man who's next up who seems like he will very adequately fill the Le'Veon Bell role for you guys in the future. Whereas the Oakland Raiders have a couple of 30-plus-year-old guys we brought in off the street and a uh, 
a dice roll that we drafted this year. So, uh, you know, Rip. not uh, things. Things aren't aren't I, great. I've made the decision. I'm getting into football this year, so I'm watching the Steelers. Outstanding. Possibly Big Ben's last ride. Good it time to jump Ben's. on the bag wagon. Yeah, because they're uh, going to be awful once he leaves. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't think of the guy's fucking name, but he didn't look too bad in preseason. Uh, Landry. Yeah. Landry Jones. I watched the last preseason game. I think you guys will be all right. I mean, as long as Antonio Brown is there, Antonio Brown can make quarterbacks look better yeah, than they are. Yeah, he's he's pretty damn good. Yeah, as well. But uh, yeah, football is back. Unfortunately, uh, I'm only going to get to see one game out of the first week here as it airs live uh, because I am going on vacation. Again? Again, Vacation, man. I'm just, uh, I'm burning it all down this year since (laughs) I'm now uh, financially able to do so. This one, uh, not quite as expensive. Uh, this is my yearly trip that was happening either way. Buddy's got a cabin up in the mountains of uh, West by God, Virginia. Going nice. to go up there for a week. Do some unwinding, some disconnecting from all things internet. Do a lot of drinking, do a lot of grilling, maybe do some shooting. I've heard there's a mountain lion up there this year. Maybe do some uh, dying. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe get mauled to death. Well, last the year usual. there was a bear. Uh, we've had several encounters with that bear, including one uh, where a guy went to go take a shit at like 2 a.m. And uh, the bear was spotted like 15 feet away. Oh, my God. Three. So there's a lot of shouting and yelling and uh, procuring of firearms in case the bear decided to investigate the cabin. But the bear just went and continued to do other bear things. God damn, dude. Count me out of a bear attack, please. I'm yeah. out. Well, you know, I mean, you know, you've got a pretty good chance of seeing him coming during the day. It's only at night. And uh, luckily, uh, the one guy wasn't caught with his pants down, literally. Literally, so. yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's, all, uh, that's all I've got going on. I noticed you had a life update in there. And uh, I wrote down my vacation. And, of course, uh, my penis has been looking real shiny lately. That's so good. Nice Actually, that might not to be it. good. I don't know. If you have a shiny penis, is that indicative of uh, uh, some sort of condition? Or... Now, I'm going to go ahead and let this slide because I know that uh, in your household, it's only your son who plays a lot of Pokemon. But the <laughs> odds of encountering a shiny penis are pretty <laughs> dang high, Dan. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. Look, there's whole channels on Twitch dedicated to finding <laughs> shiny penises. So, I mean... Are you talking about Twitch or its sister site, Candrolslive.com? Uh, I might be talking about two different sites. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of a raw pornographic Twitch sister site that's the same exact layout. <laughs> Literally exactly the same. Yeah. And you Just... get emotes, they're like fuck motes and stuff. Fuck motes, dude. Count me in for some fuck motes. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it for our games and media. But as far as life, I've been trying to get back into the gym consistently because it's probably been it's been going on ten weeks now since I've consistently been to the gym. Like oh, I've man. gone like 
once a week some weeks and then like i don't know it's just not been good ever since i got hurt i've kind of and i and i had to take a couple weeks off it's very hard to get back in there so this week like today i woke up and was like i do not want to (laughs) go to the gym but i forced myself i was like i'm getting in the fucking car and i'm going to the gym and uh so i've been trying to get back on the discipline train with that um i've gotten back to eating normally after our weekend of debauchery um luckily we walked a shitload as well so i i didn't actually gain that much weight which was good but uh but yeah we ate we ate really really awesome yeah we did it was awesome food but uh i fucking ate these if you if you don't follow my Instagram, you can go back and check all the shit on there. But I ate this chocolate eclair French toast one morning. Just what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> good lord, it was so good though. It it's exactly so what you're picturing when you hear those words put together. Too. Yeah, whatever Ten you think that yourself. looks like, yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Um, but the the other thing. <laughs> want to take you to a dinner fat attack i can do that for you um (laughs) but uh other than that i've been working on i've I've gotten you know my body healthy and my mind pretty healthy and now i'm trying to work on the finances it's time to work on the finances so i finally got all of my credit card debt is now zero percent interest um and if you're listening to the show and you're just in college or you're just getting out of college and you haven't dealt too much with credit cards yet, my advice is, A, first of all, before you even get to the point where you need fucking any of this don't. shit, fucking don't get to this point. <laughs> but <clears throat> fucking don't. That's my first piece of advice. But you do need to build up credit regardless. Everybody says that, but here's the thing. You don't need to fucking jump into it. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. But but what I'm saying is, if you do use a credit card to try and build up credit, don't just throw something on there and be like, see, here's the trap that happens. Is you'll be like, oh, let me think of a good example. You'll be like, I'm going to buy this new video card. There we go. It's 400 bucks. I can't really afford that right now, but I can but afford I can it if pay I it off pay it off. You'll fucking never pay that shit off. You'll fucking never pay it off because you'll put something, something else, else on there. You'll put something else you'll on there. You'll do good on like the first one and you'll be like, yep, we got to pay that video card off. Next month, something comes up to where like, oh shit, something broke or oh shit, something's fun happening. And Yep. Yeah, that's how so, you get into trouble. But if you do get into trouble, <laughs> you can wait for what's called balance transfer offers. And... What those do is basically you can transfer the balance off your credit card, which likely will have a high interest rate because it's a credit card. Um, and you can transfer it to a card where it'll have 0% interest. It'll accrue no interest for a certain amount of months. You want to try to get as many months as possible when you do it. But the whole point is I got everything onto um, this wasn't all at once, but onto two cards that is 0% interest. So all my debt is now on 0% interest, which is awesome because every payment I make now actually puts a dent into it, dent into it fully rather than having those interest charges. So mm-hmm. don't. So the, in chat, Fat Attack said, I only use my card for gas and food. There you go. You pick you a thing. If you maintain that, then yeah. that is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, pick, 
pick a card. If, if you get a card, which you kind of do need to build credit, but be like, here's what I'm using the card for. And make it an, an expense that you would do anyway. So like yeah. groceries. You were going to buy groceries anyway. You got to have food to live. So you put all your groceries on your credit card. And you pay that off at the end of the month. Don't get caught in the cycle. Because that's what not... It's some insane amount of Americans are <laughs> in credit in, card debt. Yeah. So it's like that's what everybody... People just think it's normal. It's not fucking normal. Or it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be normal anyway. Um, I mean, credit cards are basically uh, a legalized loan shark. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah. we'll let you have this money, but uh, you're going to keep paying it back and keep paying it back and keep paying it back until uh, until we decide you've paid us back enough. Yeah. Based on some uh, some math. So and there's there's a couple methods to pay it off once you get into that point. But again, point one still stands above all the rest. Just don't get to that point in the first place. Amen. Um. Use us as examples. Yeah. You can do what I'm going to do, which is pay off the lowest balance first as quickly as possible and then snowball that shit onto the other card. And then I'll be, you know, you pay more onto the second card because you've paid off the first one. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep doing that. And then I'm eventually going to snowball that onto my car payment because I won't have to pay the credit cards anymore and try to get my car paid off early. Um, But yeah. yeah. Just don't – you can indulge Just on some don't. stuff. If something makes you happy, you can, like, kind of justify it. Like, there's certain things. But I'm trying to think of, like, a really good example right now. <clears throat> One of the like, best uh, – concert tickets or something like that. Right, exactly. You'd be like, this band – bands only come around once every few years, usually. They're not – usually. They're not yeah. usually – you know, playing four shows in or your town. Comedians, or maybe yeah. uh, you're a fan of a sports team that's not local to your area. Right. But, you know, so don't, don't, don't live like a monk, is what I'm saying. Because there yeah. is that approach that people will take to it. If you have the money to spend on the thing, spend it. And I would also advise you to start now with budgeting. If you haven't before, start now with that. Um, get into a habit of it. I I check mine basically. I set it originally, but then I check it like once a week, and kind of see where I'm at. So if I if I I give myself like a hundred bucks for restaurants. So like, um, if I see that I'm at ninety bucks, and we're like, oh, let's go to this place where a dinner is definitely like fourteen dollars. No, sorry, just say no. Like don't don't be embarrassed to do it either because you'll be able to do cooler shit later on that's way more important than that one night out. So just remember that kind of thing. Um But yeah, it's it it can get crazy. It can get real bad. And you can also dig yourself a hole really quickly that the credit card company will gladly help you dig deeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll raise your limits. Yeah, they'll raise your uh... limits, all kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah, (laughs) it's, uh, get yourself healthy there. And I think you'll feel better in almost everything else. I think besides moving, I think financial stuff is the number one cause of stress. Mm -hmm. I think it's like moving and then bills. So, (laughs) yeah, but yeah. Get yourself in shape. I'm trying to right now. I already feel better with all of it zero interest. 
Like I haven't even really begun to do the paying off part yet. yet. But yeah, yeah. And I I also moved. I had a four hundred one k. Again, another thing. If your company offers a four hundred one k, put shit into it. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just the minimum to whatever they'll uh, they'll match things like yeah. that. <clears throat> and uh, I took my four hundred one k from my old company, and I did what's calling rolling it over, which is basically you just move it to a, to a new account. But once you leave a company, your four hundred one k just stays with that company. It's your money, but you can't add to it. It's just going to sit mm. there, which actually isn't too bad. It'll still make you six or seven percent a year just sitting there because the stock market does tend to just go up um but especially with our president yeah um but i rolled that shit over into an ira and the quick and dirty is an ira is like a 401k but for individual people that's mm-hmm. the, the basic gist of it so yeah so yeah and i get it professionally managed because i had enough in there so that my deposit was like so that uh the brokerage I use will manage it all and keep an eye on it for me and let me know everything on it. And, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Get yourself healthy. That's what I'm saying. Financially. Mm -hmm. That, that actually might, that you might want that first actually (laughs) before the other things. It's a good, uh, it's a good starting point. Don't be James uh, and I. (laughs) Yeah. Holes of debt around your (laughs) thirties. Yep. We getting there though. We getting there. We are getting there. Um, <clears throat> time to do the news, though. And speaking of a company with plenty of assets and plenty of credit to play around with consumers, CD Project Red. This has been it's been about three weeks now since this trailer was out. But if you some or not trailer, this gameplay preview came out. But if you've been living under a rock or you haven't watched it yet, you know it's there, and you haven't watched it yet. There's a 48-minute-long Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay walkthrough slash reveal. And uh, I got to say, man, it lives up to... I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. And there was plenty of reason that I might have been, just because I think hopes, for me personally anyway, hopes for this game are like through the goddamn roof because of Witcher 3. Um, and we're, we're fucking, this is like alpha. This is like pre alpha gameplay mm-hmm. is what they said. They said this was like real early. I think that might be a little bit self-deprecating. You know what I mean? I'm sure they have a lot yeah. of stuff to tighten up, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, it looks really fucking Yeah, good. it looks so good, dude. Oh my God. The, the fucking... <laughs> Just the just the the gameplay demonstration that they showed. All I wanted from this game, in truth, was a uh, an open world Deus Ex that didn't suck, mm-hmm. and they smashed through that immediately. It's a Deus Ex where everyone is Deus Ex. Yes, everyone is Deus. Everyone <laughs> is X, and uh, I love that. Uh, the vibe, the setting, the c- cyberpunk for me is a genre that I think I feel more strongly about than any other in terms of works of fiction and things like that, especially in video games. I played through Detroit Become Human just because I really liked the idea of the world. Right. No matter right. how crass or uh, obvious a lot of the a lot of the things in it were in terms of the commentary of the story, just the world itself. 
you know what I mean? Self-driving right. cars, these uh, these higher level autonomous drones and all sorts of everything in between there. Loved it, loved it, ate it up. And uh, this world uh, with the, not only just the, the technology and just the, the integration throughout the lives, uh, things that you listed here that we can talk about briefly, uh, the world tailored to your character, like the ads popping up that are related yeah. to you. You just drank a soda, so now it's like, hey, want another fucking soda? Fuck yeah. And, the, and your soda. your HUD that's in your implants shows where the nearest soda mm-hmm. machine is. I love that. I love uh, all the details, too. I love that the aesthetics are all tailored around it. I love that it's... And a lot of the cyberpunk settings, they tend to set the world or frame it in such a way that this is like, you know, this is like the, the bleeding edge. And so usually your character that has these things is sort of the uh, the exception to the rule. And right. there's a bunch of normies like, oh, my God, his hand's a chainsaw. Whereas in Cyberpunk, in this setting that we have here, Fucking... everybody would be more shocked that your hand wasn't a chainsaw yeah. than if it was. And just it's it's done in such a way that it feels not necessarily believable, but definitely acceptable. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, the art and everything has kind of integrated into it, and I think that's the biggest thing for selling it. Yeah, I think immediately within five minutes of this gameplay reveal starting, already there was stuff in it that was like, holy shit, I can't even believe this is part of this game. So one of the things, which is going to sound not trite and not like common but I don't think it's common in RPGs, certainly, is that there's sort of a gunfight in the, the character that they're playing as. You can play as male or female, um, whatever you want, and there's there's a pretty deep character creation thing. There's no classes, because you can just tailor your... Spec however you want, yeah. Yeah, spec however you want, but um, she is in a gunfight with... An, with her partner and they're trying to rescue this girl. Um, they're getting paid to do this job to get this kidnapped girl back. And basically all the wall, you could wall bang everything. And on top of being able to wall bang, the walls were destructible, like a battlefield game. Mm-hmm. So you could blow holes in the walls to see who was behind it. Um, so there wasn't a, she, the character at this point anyway, didn't have any sort of implant that could see through walls yet or see heat signatures or anything, but it was just like, and the enemies would also fire back and try to wall bang you if they knew where you mm-hmm. were at. Um, so the AI knew that. And just seeing destructible, um, I guess, combat elements. Mm-hmm. Like in Witcher, you could like swing your sword and you might cut a barrel or something. But like it wasn't. Yeah, you know, but it's not the same thing. It's not it? the no. same thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Basically, it's. It gives it that sense of sort of realism. It grants mm-hmm. you that immersion because if, you know, if you walk into somebody's home or apartment and you put a gun to the wall and pull the trigger, that bullet's going through every wall and probably through a couple of the neighbors. Yeah. So seeing that in here too and having that be a thing and not you just hunkering down behind a coffee table while it's stopping a semi, a semi-automatic rifle fire uh, right. is pretty cool. And it, uh, it, ups the stakes it gives you more options and uh you know once again it, it's another detail that draws you into it you know what yeah. i mean because it's things you can relate to and the game is going to have a full day night cycle 
Um, they didn't go into a ton of detail about what else that will mean. Um, for instance, in The Witcher, it meant there were way more monsters active at night. Um, things like that. <laughs> that's a that's a good analogy to use. Specifically, way more monsters. I'm sure that there's going to be an analog to that as more well. More criminal gangs roaming the streets at night. More normies out in the day. Your uh, yeah. your corporate uh, wage slaves and so forth. And everything in the game so what i put in here and i wasn't even sure if you would fully interpret what it meant but just i just put the world looks like witcher 3 but more and what i meant by that was witcher 3 was a full fully fleshed out world when you were in the countryside there were things going on all the time there's animals roaming around everywhere just like um not necessarily ones you could interact with but just the world itself was rich and full all the time and then when you got into a major city for the first time in witcher it was like, holy shit, this is an actual major city. Like, yeah, all these people have daily awesome. routines. And, like, you know, there's there's NPCs that don't matter at all in the game, but they go and they do their job every day in this city, and then they go home. And this has that, but way more of it, because it's a giant fucking metropolis like New York City on steroids large. You live in this big Judge Dread city block thing where it's just, like, a huge... Sky oh, yeah. super vertical skyscrapers with all sorts of three dimensional transportation options and you know it's uh it's it's really fleshed out and as long as they have the same level of interactiveness like there weren't many buildings in the Witcher that you couldn't go into and explore even right. if they weren't necessarily like plot relevant right. but you could still walk around and maybe find something interesting or cool or useful and yeah. uh, I think that the scale that we're looking at here, this is kind of like if you took The Witcher and like a Grand Theft Auto and you kind of merged them together yes. in such a way. That is that, a really uh, good way to describe it. Yeah, it uh, it's, it's promising because so GTA, big environments, but a lot of dead spots. A lot you of dead space, I mean? yeah. A lot of it's just cars. And NPCs are just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll do the same exactly. reactions. Whereas this one, it looks like NPCs, not maybe not like 100% of them, but a damn high number that are just milling around because it's a city, have their own dialogue trees and like reactions to stuff. Mm -hmm. And they also will follow the same like Witcher 3 job patterns. Like they're going to go to work, like all that kind of stuff. It's, go get something to eat, go home. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty dope. And... Uh, Having just a uh, an open world kind of RPG in a GTA scaled environment is really enticing, especially once again because of the setting. It's going to be something that it's not going to be just like GTA cruising through a city. You know, there's going to be wacky looking shit happening all yeah. around. You walk out of your apartment in the gameplay demo, and on the way downstairs, there's a guy with a robotic boxing trainer just out there in kind of the common area to get giving a dude a workout and tips and stuff like that. Yeah. So just little things like that. Uh, all of that's really awesome. Cause there's nothing to say that, Hey, maybe that guy's not going to be like a close combat tour or something like that you can go back to later and learn how to like kick a guy in the nads. Yeah. And 
the the final thing that I noticed that I'm talking about. Um, so dialogue trees have always been influential, even in The Witcher and stuff. You could find out stuff that you couldn't find otherwise. You could pick options to you know bully people or not that kind of thing. Or bone your girlfriend. Yes, or or bone your girlfriend. But there wasn't. So in Witcher, you could lock yourself out of some quest lines by making certain decisions in quests, but it wouldn't affect the world at large really or interactions later in the world other than like you know maybe it would basically affect do i get to you were a dick but we're still gonna do this together yeah exactly whereas in this game i think they've taken a cue from well frankly about 10 other games at e3 um and we've talked about this exhaustedly after e3 things like um dying light 2 where decisions on what to do will affect the whole game. So if you, you can anger different factions and if you do that, you know, the, the, this is just an example. This wasn't really in the gameplay, but there was a faction called the maelstroms, which are these guys who are like super into the implants. Like they basically just want to be robots. They -hmm. don't really want to be human. So there's a possibility. Like, let's say you approach them wrong on a quest or have a bad interaction with them and maybe then the for the rest of the fucking game, anytime you see a maelstrom, they're going to try to murder your ass. Because it's not like there's a lot of law <laughs> going on in this yeah. town. It doesn't seem like. Um, so, yeah, they're trying to have that emergent world where decisions And what makes that matter. really cool is, like, so my 50 hours in and your 50 hours in could be two very different stories. Even though, you know, we have a lot of the same experience, we're going to be doing a lot of the same missions, the outcomes and uh, the options for them could be totally different. Right. Which is pretty cool. I look forward. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> I look forward to creating badass Clem in, yes. uh, from, from Walking Dead. <laughs> from Walking Dead. In, and uh, just ruthlessly murdering every single human that gets in your way. In Cyberpunk, yeah, just... Just being a dick to everybody and seeing where that gets me by the end of the game. Absolutely. But, and but, uh, uh, go yeah, ahead. Just uh, the last thing I was gonna say is just uh, uh, in terms of like uh, gameplay and stuff like that. I think this this is gonna deliver on some of the GTA aspects that aren't normally in RPGs that uh, were maybe more prominent prominent. In uh, like JRPGs back in the day, like in terms of like mini games or like leisure activities. So in GTA, you can just go fucking around and play uh, around the golf. And I think at Night City, if you want to just cool it and fuck around in the world, maybe go to like a bar or, you know, like some sort of uh, sporting arena, video game arcade, what have you. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have shit for that. And I think that's really cool, too, if it has all of that as well. We haven't seen any of that. They haven't right. really shown or hinted at that yet, but it seems likely for what they're trying to build that that would come up. So if that's in there too, then really it's, it's almost just like a, uh, a sim game at that point yeah. more than anything else where it's just <laughs> literally whatever you want to do, you can just kind of fuck around and do, which I'm down for. So yeah, it, it, it seems amazing. Um, yeah, so that's Cyberpunk. That's our big news for this week because it, it, it was worth discussing. And seriously, if you have 48 minutes to do to watch a TV show or something, 
seriously, if you're into games or you liked The Witcher 3 at all, or any or, shooter or RPG. video games in general, uh, this game does take. I forgot to mention that. This game is a first person game, which I actually didn't even realize until this fully. I might I have heard it, it a but, lot. Yeah. It would have been very heartbroken had this game been third person. I don't really <laughs> care for third person shooters quite as much. Yeah. And uh, it's being first person really. Hey, plus, I love I love the thinking behind it too. Because once again, we talk about the little details that draw you in. Uh, right. I'm not used to seeing my own back throughout the day, so you know <laughs> the first person aspect of being able to just kind of goggle around like an idiot at the world, try and look at stuff is uh, <laughs> always an A plus. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty hyped about that because I actually had no idea that that was the case. So, yeah. Give you give yourselves a good time and, and watch it, forty eight minutes worth. All right, we have a couple of viewer questions. You can always email us housedamster at gmail dot com. The email address is in the description of the podcast. Or you, if you're live with us, you can do exclamation point question. Fat Attack asks, "What show from your childhood do you still watch semi regularly?" I honestly couldn't think of something. I have watched some shows from uh, from when I was a kid, like fully through re- mm-hmm. in, in recent years, but there's nothing I watch regularly. I yeah. Um, the closest to that for me, I guess, would be like Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Uh, I would watch the shitload of like Bugs Bunny and all of that shit when I was a kid and... Uh, Every now and again, I'll go on YouTube and binge watch like uh, seven or eight episodes of different stuff. Uh, it really, I mean, I think part of the problem is, is for us watching shows as a kid meant being in front of a TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have a uh, TV <laughs> cable service or satellite or right. what have you, a TV surrogate to where I can just sit down and just throw something on and kind of veg out. Um I mean, yeah, most of the shows that I used to watch have changed or gone away. Uh, Daily Show was something I watched a lot through like high school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I haven't watched it uh, probably about two years before Jon Stewart's departure. <laughs> Conan, I guess. Conan O'Brien would be like the only thing that I can even kind of say. But I didn't really watch Conan as a kid. You know what I mean? It wasn't staying up till 11.30 at night yeah. back in his old shitty late night time slot or whatever it was pre-Tonight Show fiasco. <clears throat> I I watched, um, I re-watched uh, all of the 80s G.I. Joe at one point with my son, which was cool. Um, that show actually holds up, oddly, which mm-hmm. is, is kind of odd to say. Um, and, and the other show that holds up is Batman, the animated series. From when mm, I was a kid. Yeah. That show is watchable now as an adult very easily. Um, yeah, for sure. And one that doesn't hold up at all, but into people's heads, it, it holds up is X-Men, the animated series. That shit is terrible, terrible. And I wish it wasn't. Um, I've talked about this, I think way back in the early episodes, but the X-Men animated series was 
like three or four seasons or something. But in the mm-hmm. fourth season, they just they were just like, we got a contract to fulfill, and they just like it's like completely different animators, and a complete like there's no storyline anymore. They just completely go off the rails. Like it's got nothing to do with the first three seasons. Not even the same characters. It's it's really bizarre. Um, yeah. But that show did not hold up. But I I really don't watch anything from my childhood at all, uh, as far as that goes. Not regularly, anyway. Yeah, same. Things are things news. Are too old. Yeah, <laughs> the news. The news. Uh, Ansif has a question. Have you guys seen the latest teasers for Red Dead Redemption Two? If so, what are your thoughts on what has been shown so far? I think we talked about this when the RDR Two gameplay, the first gameplay trailer mm-hmm. came out. I think it looks fantastic. Like they've almost sold me on a PS4 purchase of this game, and I was dead set on waiting for PC two years or whatever it's going to be before it comes out. But uh, they've almost sold me on Red Dead 2 to get it early because I think it looks that good. I think it looks fucking incredible. Yeah, I agree with everything you said except for the the, uh, early purchase. (laughs) Uh, For me, uh, I think it looks really good, but uh, I'm, I don't know. The Western genre doesn't hold as... uh, special place in my heart is yeah, I love know, it. cyberpunk. I love so it. So for me, I don't mind waiting, but I will admit that uh, everything in the game looks good from the, uh, the gameplay sequences to the character designs to that really well animated pair of horse balls. Yes. That uh, has seen incredible horse balls from people. Incredible uh, horse balls. So, uh, yeah, I think it looks really nifty. Uh, I never played the first one, so I also don't have any special attachment to the series, which is why I'll probably. I, I don't either. I just think that looks. I think it looks so good. It's mm. just like, goddamn. But chances are, I will wait just because there's a lot of games coming out at the same time that, is that I want to get. Very true. So, but and that game will look great on PC. It will come out on PC. Don't doubt it will. It will. Two years from now, but it will. Fucking will. Fuck you, Rockstar. Anyway, that's going to do it for the podcast this week. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Make sure to check out the Amazon links below the stream and in the description of the podcast, as well as BetterHelp. If you're looking for a therapist, check those out. We'll have Because this- we all need somebody to lean on. We do. We'll, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with the podcast. And uh, I'll be live tomorrow night with some Isaac and Thursday with Battlefield Five. Excited for that. We'll see you guys then. Have a great evening, everybody. Smooches. Thank you for listening to the BGT Podcast. You can follow Dan on Twitter at MidnopsTV. Follow James on Twitter at JokesETC. Check us out live every Tuesday when we record at twitch.tv slash Till next time.